0: Hey, what's up, what's up, it's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast, man, we got a great one for you this week. We got a special guest who is showing up in the building. It's my man, Beard Doss. Yes, the stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Well, he's more than that. Stand-up comedian, actor, maybe you've seen him in Fresh Off the Boat, Whiskey Cavalier. He, Bollywood, he has been around. And one of the cool things about him, he's coming. If you're in the Metro Detroit area, he's going to be at the Royal Oak Music Theater on the 17th of March 2022, St. Patrick's Day. You could chop it up, my mayor, Veer Das. Veer Das is, is awesome. He's traveled the globe. He's done various stand-up tours. He has at least four, by my count, four on Netflix, performing all over the world. Sold Out runs Australia, London, uh, the U.S. He's been featured in Edinburgh. My man is the truth out here. And he comes to this podcast, and he's talking about his latest tour called The Wanted Tour. So if you're not in the metro Detroit area, please check it out he's going to be in an area near you soon and we get a chance to chop it up and one thing i like about Beardas is in the middle of the pandemic i really got a chance to check out a lot of his work and he's he's a character he's good he's he's all over the world he's all over the place but he's very for lack of a better term down to earth Now, I want you guys to hear that in this interview, but we got to pay some bills. We're going to get into this interview. We're going to talk about Das. That's my man. But everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast can be found at samshownation.com, your home for everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast. And on the homepage and current promotions page, there is a donate button. Hit the donate button. It is PayPal. Please give whatever makes you feel like a good person. This has always been a free podcast, but let's keep the free funny free. So, whatever makes you feel like a good person, when you hit that donate button, please go ahead, hit it, give whatever you want to give. It's right there. But maybe you're one of those people, you want a little bang for their buck, you want a little receipt for what you do. You can always go to samshonation.com. You get store link and you can get t shirts, you can get hats. You can get stickers. You can get all the swag that you need from the Just Talk With Sam program, podcast, whatever you want to call it. At SamShowNation.com. As you live your life and you walk through life, you can show your love for the podcast at SamShowNation.com. As you wear the merch, it's all right there. SamShowNation.com. That's the podcast you like, podcast you love, you know, whatever. But speaking of the podcast, you can always go to the podcast page. You go to samshownation.com and hit the podcast button. If you hit the podcast button, you can check us out right then and there on the podcast page. You can catch up on all of your favorite podcasts. You can listen to it right then and there. Or maybe you listen to podcasts a tad bit differently. We're on Amazon. We're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify. I rocks with Joe Rogan. Like, you can always do it. Whatever platform you are, just put in Just Talking With Sam. No G in talking at Just Talking With Sam. And you can get the podcast right there on whatever podcast platform that you prefer. It's a lot of peace in that, and I feel good that I did that. So, you get a chance to check us out right then and there. We got a few sponsors this week. You can always go to on under current promotions page. You can check out our sponsors. But we got a new one. And the new one is to good folks at OnePlus. Now, OnePlus, I've already said this for a long, long time. You don't become a sponsor of my podcast if I don't rock with you personally. And I rock with OnePlus personally. those who don't know one plus is a cell phone company and one plus make it very plain that you should never settle one plus push the limits of technology to empower the world and enable your passion everyone who gets a cell phone You probably listen to me on a cell phone. What's the biggest, baddest cell phone on the market? They want a cell phone that do everything. They want all the power in their pocket. And OnePlus can deliver that. Whether that be industry-leading innovations, they push boundaries of what's possible, pulling from the industry forward since their founding. They push, and their motto is always, never settle. Delivering innovative capabilities to improve the consumers' lives. OnePlus has finally, finally came to North America. And they work with tons of providers. Whoever your cell phone provider is, OnePlus got you. And there are few, by the words, will never settle. Disrupting the status quo to bring premium devices to North America that reach, you know, that reach all the consumers. Personally, I'm going to talk about my phone. My phone has Snapdragon technology, and with that Snapdragon technology, I move quick. I move excellent. I move fast. I've recorded several podcasts with this. I have done things. I we have like OnePlus is that deal. Now I'm not knocking on the other providers out there. I'm, Samsung iPhone, whatever. But go to samshownation.com. Click the OnePlus link and you will be educated on what you can have. Something that's better. OnePlus. Never settle. At samshownation.com. You should check that out. It's a real thing. The next sponsor. Now I'm ready for this one. paramount plus and the reason i'm ready for this because of this thursday paramount plus is telling you straight up the ncaa men's tournament better no man's march madness is all through paramount plus Paramount Plus got you covered in everything you want. Whether it be live sports. Boom. Breaking news. We are in NFL free agent frenzy. And you need that breaking news. Oh, by the way, the Ukraine thing. Yeah, you may want to talk about that too. A mountain of entertainment. Because of the things are so wrong, you want that entertainment. Whether it be peak originals. Captivating characters, explore new worlds, and enjoy the returning fa- favorites of the growing collection of Paramount Plus originals. With plans starting at $4.99 a month that is lower yes lower than your coffee order that you went from somewhere you can go ahead and get some Paramount Plus would that be peak competition I think I just talked about that would that be the edge of your seat action of the men's NCAA tournament yes better known as March Madness you can't sue me because that's the thing and with that said they got NFL they got soccer they got NBA along with the highlights, replays, and expert analysis from CBS officials from CBS Sports HQ. Would it be peak news? I touched on this earlier. Ukraine is a thing. Guys, get on it. But you ain't gonna miss one thing if you, you know, go to ParamountPlus.com via SanfieldNation.com whether it be breaking cbs news award-winning reporting in-depth interviews whether it be in national or local you'll be in the loop 24 7 365 or peak family time you can kick back with the whole family if you need a break and quite honestly with all this news we all need a break and you can Get the very best in classic and new animated series, or let the little ones pick in their kid-friendly profiles. Go to samshonation.com, paramountplus.com, and you can get that. But personally, I'm gonna take a break. Me and the good Tasha, we gonna talk about some NCAA men's basketball. That's what we're doing. So, go to samshonation.com, click the Paramount Plus link. And get your thing going. I'm watching basketball. You can watch a, a bunch of other stuff. So go to Paramount Plus. Hey, all I'm saying is get the peak You ready? Live sports, breaking news, amount of entertainment. Paramount Plus. Go to, via Sam Nation.com. The next sponsor goes to the good folks at MLB Shop. Dot com via Sam Show nation.com Go to Sam Show Nation on the current promotions page. Look, baseball is back. That is a spot in my heart. I love some baseball, and since I love some baseball, it's only fair I talk about the Major League Baseball because it's back. Yes, they had to figure out some stuff. Yes. But it's back and since baseball is back you can root for your teams I'm a Tigers fan I'm rocking the Tigers as I talk to my man Beard Doss. but maybe you're an Angels fan maybe you're a Marlins fan maybe you like them red socks, them white socks maybe you're a Yankees fan, maybe you're a Dodgers fan whatever you like the Rockies I don't know about the Rockies. You like the Rockies? You can do it all right there via mlbshop.com. You can take the Sam Show Nation. Heater. Yeah, I'm calling it a heater. Put in a heater at checkout. And you, yes, you can get free shipping on all of your mlbshop.com purchases via samshonation.com but it's only a limited time so please go to samshonation.com click the mlbshop.com link and hit heater as it's spelled heater so please get free shipping from mlbshop.com and lastly certainly not leastly big dog of them all amazon.com your home for everything related to the podcast which is pretty much everything amazon has everything from a to z and i'm willing to bet my guest will love it if you put virados in the search you may catch some of his appearances from fresh off the boat uh, whiskey cavalier you may get some of his net uh some of his comedy specials some of his comedy albums Beer das is on amazon so go to amazon.com check out my man Beer das now i'll even i'll give you a solid we're gonna play some comedy from my man veer das Go to samshownation.com, click the Amazon banner on the homepage current promotion's page, and I'm pretty sure my man, Virdas, is going to give you some of that comedy gold, and I'm going to give you some of that comedy gold as we go into this interview, and we're going to play us out, but put in Beardos in the search bar, and you are not going to be disappointed. So, that's all I got for right now. Go to Amazon.com via Nation.com, put in Beardas in the search bar, and listen to some great things. and I'll play something right here. Then, after that, I'm going to talk to my man Beardas, and we'll get into this interview. So, I'll see you then. I don't know. I'll see you guys in a few.
1: Look, if we chill out and talk about religion, what is a religion? It's a really old comic book, it's a really old superhero story. Muslims. Allah is your batman. Christians, Jesus is your superman. Single hero comic books. But Hindus? We created the avengers, motherfuckers. That's our shit right there? Or oh, did you think I wasn't coming to you, huh? That's all Hinduism is. It's the avengers. There's too many guys. And nobody knows what the story is. And don't eat beef. No matter what we say, we don't understand any of it. We just end it with don't eat beef. (laughs) Don't eat beef is our despacito. We always come back to that shit in the circle. And we legit don't eat beef. We are militant about that shit. We will eat a human being before we eat beef. (laughs) In a hundred years, India is just gonna be like three leftover Hindus and 27 million cows. If you remove 80% of the bullshit in religion, it's just a really cool story. That's all that's left. Like Hinduism has some amazing stories. Who here has read the Ramayana? If you've read the Ramayana, clap your hands, yeah? The rest of you, you have to read it. It's one of the coolest stories in the world. So tonight, because we are in San Francisco, with your permission, I would like to take America through the Ramayana. <laughs> no, no no. Why, no, no. Shut the fuck up. Because if you write a blog after this shit, I will go to jail. <laughs> the law is very clear. If I distort facts about the Ramayana, I can go to jail. So I will not do that. The only thing you will hear coming out of my mouth is fact. And the rest of this is a silent bit. So, for the Americans, let's recap the story of the Ramayana. Our lead god was a god by the name of Ram. His wife, our lead goddess, was a lady by the name of Sita. Ram and Sita lived in the forest together for how many years? 14 years. For protection, they took along Ram's brother Lakshman. So, it was Ram, Lakshman, and Sita in the forest together for 14 years. That's a fact. Americans on board, yeah? Ram, Lakshman, Sita in the forest together, 14 years. One day, in the middle of the night, Ram and Lakshman were hunting a golden deer in the forest. With the great bow given to Ram by Lord Shiva. In the middle of the night, Sita got abducted by a demon named Ravan. Sita went missing, Ram got pissed, shit got real. (laughs) That's the Ramayana. Fact! Fun fact, did you know that Lakshman did not sleep for 14 years when they were in that forest? Did you know that shit? It's, he stayed awake. Can you imagine how creepy that was for Sita? <laughs> I'm just saying, you wake up in the middle of the night, there's a dude like... Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> Good
1: morning. Uh, you're sitting well? Sitting, uh, uh. Ram, can you get your creepy brother out of here, please? You know what? Go to the forest and get me a deer. And make it golden. Because, you know, Delhi girl. So, they left. Now, pay attention, San Francisco. In the middle of the forest, they saw a beautiful golden deer. Just... And Ram was like, okay, shh. Shiva gave it to me, all right? Gave it to me.
0: Hello. Hey,
1: is this Sam?
0: Hey, Virat. How are hey, you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for joining the Zoom call. No, Zoom I owe you an apology.
1: We we uh we've tried to do this twice, and I've just been in so many different time zones that it's been, uh, just a goddamn nightmare to try and get my head. Hey, together. I heard
0: you were in the middle of stuff, and in a weird way, it's almost like a blessing that it happened. If 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 you want, let's just start now. It's not just no, question no, sure. and answer. This is more of a yeah. uh, conversational podcast. I don't know if you listen, but um, for starters, should I move that
1: blanket because that looks terrible in my background? Should I just do that? Give me like a second.
0: That is up to you. No. Go ahead, man.
1: I look like I'm in a messy hotel, which I am, in my Where pajamas, which I am. You know, but I'll just do that.
0: Hang on. There yeah, we go. Now right. make that better. Okay. See? All right. Here we go. All right. You know what's the fun thing about that beer? I would not have acknowledged that had you not said anything. (laughs) Well, that's very kind of you. You're a nicer man than me. All right. Well, let's just jump right into it, man. Thank you. And you're right. We've been trying to do this for quite some time. But you've been in the middle of stuff. You are coming from India. You guys had some issues there. And then, um, for starters, how is it so far being on tour? You're on the Wanted tour now. You're coming to Royal Oak. Um, and on the 17th
2: Um,
0: mm-hmm. and how is it being on tour after COVID after pretty much all of this that you had to deal with? It's
1: good it's um, you know I'm, I'm trying to find what it is you know I mean there's there's an hour and a half of material there and it's starting to feel like it has a structure it's starting to feel like it has a beginning a middle and an end and I think this is the phase where you know, you've got a show and, and you've got a structure and and touch what it's tight, you're getting a standing ovation, it's it's going well. But now you really start to refine it and be like, Okay, what's this show really about? You know, well, I, I, yeah. I think you know, uh, with comedy you try and like you never go message first, you kind of go comedy first, funny first, message later. Um so I think I'm in that phase where I'm like, is there a message in this show? Is there something I want people to take away
0: in this show? But the That's cool thing I'm about your there. comedy is And, you know, the ironic thing is because of COVID, I took a deep dive into your comedy because of the Netflix Mm -hmm. specials. And quite honestly, I caught up on my DVR. I watched Fresh Off the Boat and Whiskey Cavalier and things you were in. So that was like my first, you know, introduction to you and then the Netflix stuff. But what I meant about your comedy is the thing is I love about your comedy. You do different stuff. And you always found a way to ride that line of having a message and yeah. making people laugh. And it's not super political. It's about what you see in your life. I mean, there's some politic aspects of it. There are some yeah, life yeah. aspects of it. There are some differences aspects of it, but, and if I'm talking out of turn at any type, just let me know, but. No, no, no. 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 Yeah. Like you started in comedy in India and in India is very, um, the word I want to use is non-specific on their comedy. Yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. always, if you're saying the right thing, we'll let you slide. But if anyone in a higher power, if you will, feel slightly offended, you're gone. How does well, that? Well, I mean,
1: the, the the right thing also changes every three years. You know what I mean? So, so that's a, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's the biggest sort of, I'd say the biggest free population on the market uh, in the world. You know, China um, is, of course, a bigger population than us. But, you know, there's less freedom with content in China. So I would say we're, we're the most, with the largest democracy in the world. Um, so you have to think of it as, as like a really big, like family reunion, you know, uh, barbecue, you know, uh, everybody's eating from the same table, you know. Uh, there's going to be one crazy uncle. There's going to be one person who hates all the food. There's going to be one person who is in charge of everything. There's going to be one person who thinks they're in charge of everything with this big joint family all having this meal. And so it's impossible to please this many people. It's 1.3 billion people. You could put a picture of a puppy up. It's going to upset somebody. (laughs) You know. So I think the thing is, and, and at least that's the MO of most artists that I know, is can you just find enough people who like what you do?
0: And make sure that they're okay. And that's good. And you found that. And quite honestly, how do I say this? I want to say this and be respectful, but you're one of the first Indian comedians, well, the first Indian comedian with a straight up Netflix special and in a place where that's not exactly nurtured in the way where you would want it to. How does Mm -hmm. that feel? Because when you return, you're like this big brother figure. And I wanna use a I wanna use a person. I'm not identifying them with you, but take a person who just kinda went through something without getting into too many specifics, like Needy Paltha. Yeah. I like her. I think she's funny. And when she goes through this level of um scrutiny, if that's the word I want to use, do you pat her on the back and say, like, hey, look, I've been there or or is there other comedians? And I'm just using her as an example.
1: Neeti's lovely. I've known Neeti for years. But yeah, I'm, I, I am, um, you know, the thing with comedy is, what I love about it is, is it's very democratic in that, you know, a newbie can have the better night uh, from a pro at the club that night, right? In, in, in that sense. Whoever's got the material that evening. But I do, whenever Indian comedians are in trouble, I do get a phone call. <laughs> you know, just being <laughs> like, yo, what do you do? And, and then you're like, all right, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and we, you know, we, we don't get to do it publicly too much, but
0: privately, we're really quite a supportive network of each okay. other. Okay. Now, you know, I know um, we talk about this, but one of the cool things I love about your comedy is that you're not afraid to push limits. You're not afraid to get personal. You talk about failing uh, in Bollywood. You talk about... Mm-hmm not exactly being the smartest member of your house. Um, You talk about different things and I love it because, and I wanna give you this phrase, I don't know if you ever heard it. You come to the stage with last day of school energy and I love it. What does that mean? (laughs) I'll tell you what that means. With last day of school energy is just that. Um, On the last day of school, there's no repercussions. So if you wanted to talk to that cheerleader, you can, because if you fail, no one knows. It's, just, it's over. It's just you're going into summer vacation. You can take that L, but you never have to deal with the consequences in a weird way. You never yeah. have to, or you excuse me, let me rephrase that. The consequences may happen, but it's so, it's so, the pressure is off so hard to the point, you're just going to just straight up do it. That bully who's been giving you hell all year if you punch that bully in the face, what's going to happen? You're going home tomorrow because this is the last day of school. So I love that energy you get. Some tells me this is the first time someone brought this up to you.
1: Somebody said, but man, I have to give it to you. That's really well put because it's uh, like you have your, you put your finger on something that I believe, which is I never thought I'd be able to do this. You know, like if you understand where I come from, I'm five foot eight. Uh, showed up in Bombay with a suitcase, right? So the fact that I get to do Bollywood movies or act in things or produce things is A, insane. B, when I showed up, there was no stand-up scene. You know, there was, at least for English, there was just zero clubs. There was zero theaters. There was nobody to 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 come and see you. And now I'm profoundly aware every time I go on stage that this may be the last time I get to do this. You know what I mean? Or uh, I may not get to do this over here for much longer, et cetera. So... It very much is that energy in terms of, uh, you know, leave it, leave everything out on that stage.
0: Exactly. And I don't know if if it was coined that phrase before, but that does come across. um, And I know you're tired of talking about this, but I just kind of want to put a pin in there. Um, The two Indias. Like, Mm -hmm. I got a chance to watch that. Yeah. And maybe it's the Western civilization in me or being able to say that. And I and I watched it and I was like, all right, where is he wrong? Like, because from my point of view is you're telling your point of view, this is what mm-hmm. you see. However, how it translates more and more in Indian populations like, hey, why are you running us down? Well, the reason I'm, you're running us down is like, I don't even look at it like that. I'm holding you accountable for the things that are not, you know, are not where they're supposed to be. You can't say one thing and do another. If you want to talk about it, cool. If you're tired of talking about it, I understand. No, no, not at all. Uh, I I think most people that, you know, uh, of course there was a a huge
1: reaction. And and I don't think you can, as an artist, I don't think you get to predict when you create a conversation or when you create a cultural moment, you know? And and so that's something that one definitely just kind of stumbled into. You know, I wrote it at 7 a.m. and I did it at 7 p.m. That's why there's a paper in my hand because I don't even remember the entire thing the the ethos of what i was trying to do is very much you know if we're going to celebrate who we are which we do a lot we have to take a look at this other stuff as well you know so because there's as, as much light as there is dark there's as much good as there is bad um i feel like most people who got it uh you know understand that it comes from a really really good place but The thing that I've learned over time is um, there's no right way to do a speech like that. There's no right venue to do a, a speech like that. There's no right time to do a speech like that. It's going to upset people whenever you do it and wherever you do it. But hate is yelled and love is felt, you know. So I think if you can get past the hate yelling, which is really quite a small group of people, then you'll discover why the video went viral. And why there was all this support and why there was this big reaction. And it's because there's love and people resonate with that. So you just kind of have to, you have to ride out the hate enough to get to the love. You know, you just got to be passive through that, which is what longer,
0: I'm Yeah, And this, I think, my last point on this, or my last question on this, were you able to change a few minds? Because, yeah, there was a huge backlash when you said it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, the longer you sit down and let it marinate, were you able to change a few minds where it was just like, Oh, wait, Beer may have a point or um, are we not there yet?
1: I don't, it's very fresh, but what I do know is uh, about 145 brands and about 10 news anchors, some of whom had done bulletins just thrashing me. Uh, and then politicians are using it on the floor of parliament. So like news anchors are going, are there two Indias? And politicians are going, there are two Indias. And brands are going, there are two Indias, one that likes our brand and one that doesn't like our brand or whatever, et cetera. So I'm like, okay, I must have done something right uh, if if all of you were um, talking about this. Could the piece be better? Yes. Like any piece that I've done, everything could be better. But what I hope is, you know, because I, I don't allow myself any delusions of grand impact or anything like that that what I do hope is that as I stumble it it opens up the clay mold just a little bit for other comedians to stumble as well
0: does that make sense it gives them a little more stumble room well that's that's what's interesting about this whole thing is there's this um undercurrent of perfect because you're representing the country yeah you you are you didn't sign up for it you kind of are Especially yeah. after this. Were, this is like this weird thing where they were just like, you're representing India no matter what. So mm-hmm. you have to be like this, um, oh, everything's great. But when it's not, let's look the other way. But there's this under, when I say this undercurrent of perfect is, and this high expectation of what perfect is supposed to be, you can't make a mistake. You're fine. Yeah. And because I've seen you, I've seen you stand up. It's awesome. I enjoy it, but by no stretch of the imagination, did I think that was your first time getting on stage? And since I already understand that, if you're giving a speech and that you just put that you wrote at 7 a.m. and you got delivered this at 7 p.m. at a place where you didn't exactly think you would be doing this or like the spices aren't exactly right, you have to give margin of error. So I'm okay with that. Now, I'm getting a little bit off track here. Mm-hmm. I understand the ramifications that which what you are dealing with, or if you even are still dealing with it. But one of the yeah. things I um, how do you deal with the trolls? Because that is troll bait, like something yeah, like no, that. But but uh, you know, I you
1: don't you you have to one thing you have to realize is most trolling these days, at least polit- political trolling, when you actually Understand what it is, you'll understand that it is weaponized technology. These are you know, so the minute you do that, you don't take it so personally. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The like I was the number one trend in the country for five days, and then like somebody switched a light off. You know, I wasn't even in the top 40 trends. So I went from number one to not a trend, you know. Yeah, and it's it's at that point you discover you know, and when you talk to lawyers, when you talk to journalists, they're like, just write it out. It's a 72 hour news cycle. It's a, it's a one week news cycle. And what, what they kept telling me was like, if you're still like, if you're descending through the trending, that means that you were kind of a real thing, you know, but if you're just up there at number one, then you're just gone. It means that really the only people who are making you trend are being pushed to do so. Right. Okay.
0: So So, now that we got that pretty much. And all right. If I'm like again, if I'm out of school, mm-hmm. let me know. But um, you're pretty much counting on someone else to do something stupid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and but I I think you know
1: we're artists. We're a democracy. Everybody will have their moment in the sun. I've had my moment in the sun, uh, because of a speech. But I've also had my moment in the sun because of a bad movie. I've had my moment in the sun because of a bad tweet, or because of a, a routine that was tone deaf sometimes, okay. etc. I I think you gotta. Man, God's been really kind. You know, there's a bunch of blessings. I get to, I've seen the world four times. You know what I mean? So how are you going to be like, I'm going to see the world four times and perform for everywhere in the world and then be upset at trolls. Fuck no. You know what I mean? Like, that. You know, you have to be grateful and you have to take everything that comes with this profession. Yeah. Also, um, mm-hmm. I am, if you look at the privilege Uh, part of it, I'm an upper caste Hindu heterosexual male, all right. It it doesn't get much better than that, okay. Now, with that said, so, so I'm so my point is, there are comedians who don't have the privilege that I do, there are comedians that don't have the religion that I do. So, if I'm not able to take a little heat, okay, with my privilege. How the hell is, you know, uh, a Munawar Faruqi who went to jail? You know what I mean? Who's a Muslim comedian or a Dalit comedian? You know, but they, we have to take heat for each other. Yeah, all
0: right. All that, right. Makes that makes sense? Oh, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And um, speaking of blessings and speaking of privilege, I have to ask this question. It wouldn't be me if I didn't. What was the blessing of the person who, or thing that happened, I was so stupid it got the heat off you. I, I don't you know? know. Okay, <laughs> no, I don't. I I,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. It was uh, it was a stressful week. My my yeah. big concentration at that time was um on my family because you know but I, I'm I I know how to take care of this stuff and I know how to deal with this stuff. I've been in the limelight for 14 years. Uh, at no point did my wife or my parents sign up for this kind of scrutiny. You know, so. Really, in moments like this, you're just trying to make sure that they're okay because this is their first ride, you know, their first rodeo, so to speak. Right. So you're trying to make sure that they're okay. So I was
0: just focused on my family. Yeah, this would be one of the times you pray for Indian and Kanye West to show up and just like it <laughs> just, just take it a long way. Just. But um, all right, all right, we're done being deep, and we're done doing all, right, all no. of that. But when you're when you're on stage, here's mm-hmm. one thing I have seen, and. Especially in that's why I said this was kind of a blessing that we had so many gaps. I got a chance to kind of like double down and triple down on my research a little bit. There is a huge difference. Now, I want to say, all right, let me rephrase that. There is a difference between on stage beer versus beer, the homebody, the beer yeah. at home, mainly because we don't know of all the dumb things you do. And yeah. then when you get on stage to tell us about all the dumb things you do, So when do those two people combine or is it, or is it the same person?
1: I, um, I'm very much like not a comic comic when I'm off stage, you know, uh, and I think to my detriment, almost like, you know, there are some people who, um, uh, you know, live one life and really know how to coexist in that one life. And I, you know, the minute I'm off stage, I'm shooting something, or I'm directing something, or I'm writing something. And so, you have to be really different kinds of people. Um, and so largely when I'm on my own, I'm just silent and boring as hell. Um, you know, So a lot of times even I'm kind of like, uh, I'm working at the cellar right now, right? And, and so every time I'm between these big shows, I'm just Monday through Thursday, I'm at the Comedy Cellar, I'm doing like three or four spots a night, right? And it's lovely because it's comedians just hanging out. You know, they do 15, they grab a beer, and they're so set. In terms of interacting with each other. And I don't know how to do that. You know, it's a learning curve for me. Wait, because... whoa, whoa, How? whoa.
0: How do you not know how to just talk? Your job is talking. How do you? No, no,
1: you no. Not my, to... my job is talking, but you have to understand, like, I, I grew up in India. My, my stand up started in India where there was no scene when I started doing stand up. By the time the Indian scene started, I was already doing kind of theaters and, you know, uh, and, and doing movies and all of that stuff. Then I come to America and, So yeah, I I haven't like had a lot of time where I can just hang at a table with like five comics and have a beer and just learn to like shoot the shit and and ribbit on on each other. So I'm kind of learning to do that. And also, uh, I don't say this with arrogance, but um, America affords you a little more anonymity than, than India does. So you get to just kind of hang out without, you know, people knowing who you are or having something to say about that. So it's nice. So I'm learning to do that. You know what I mean? Just to be like a, a New York comic. I'm up till two AM every night, which is exhausting because in India show starts at 7 p.m. and we're in bed by 10.
0: Um, so you know. Okay. That's news to me, but like with your newfound learning how to hang out, which is I, I like I like honestly that when I hear that, I'm just kind of like, wait, you don't either way, with how is that more of a relief or is that more of a, you know, is that more like, because when you're the guy, apparently, all right, here's correct me if I'm wrong. When you're in India, you're the guy, everything you do to some degree is micromanaged. Mm -hmm. And then when you come here, you're more just one of us. You're just, you're just hanging. No, it's great. I get to
1: walk down the street. I get to go grocery shopping. I get to, I just get to do shit. It's it's nice.
0: Just chill, you know? (laughs) All right, all right. So this leads to my next question. What are your WTF, what the fuck moments where you're just like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now? Not necessarily bad, like the two Indians thing, but good, where you're just kind of like, you say you get a chance to walk the street. So like, in your case, if you are in India and you're shopping and you really need tomatoes that night or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, you go, you go to shopping here versus going to like, a, a store here. What are what are your moments where you're just like, guys, I can't believe that that resonated with you. What, what are some moments like that? I, um,
1: uh, I mean, I'm always looking at what I can learn from like a new experience. Right. So, uh, what I like is um, what's been happening. I'll I'll talk about recent stuff. So I've been at the cellar a lot. Um, Chris Rock has been popping in and like testing an hour, you know, just because I think him him and Kevin Hart are going out on tour together. And that's correct. Yes. uh, I can't wait to see that show, by the way, like I'm I'm getting tickets, you know, um, but he's been popping by and doing an hour and uh, I've been following him because I'm on the lineup as well. So, You know, he does an hour and then I have to go on. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, go on. It's a lovely feeling to just be terrified for an hour. You know what I mean? Just because you have to follow one of the best comedians in the world. Um, I don't get to feel that very often. So it's it's a very healthy, like cool feeling. And when I go up and I've done it twice now, if I go up and I kill, you know, or or I'm able to follow strong, that's a very good feeling, you know, for a crowd that, doesn't know who I am. So it's good experience. You know what I mean? It's, it's just good, right. good grind is the way that I would put it. Right. Um, so that's been great about this trip. Just watching like great comics. I've, I've seen like, you know, Chappelle and Kevin, like a bunch of people just popping in and I just kind of, I'm being a student again, which is great. Cause I've, this year I've, I've decided I want to kind of put myself through the grind and, and write the best show I've ever written, you know, and that's what, the store is about as well. So there's that. And then there's also just kind of, uh, you know, uh, I love New York. I, I think I've discovered New York on this trip. So I think I might spend a lot more time here. I okay. just kind of like walking around. I like crazy people screaming on the street. I like uh, I like all of it. So,
0: yeah. All right. First of all, you're coming to Detroit. And we have that too. Uh, we yep. have to walk it around. <laughs> We have like I'm alive, so I know we have at least one crazy person here. And um, and I'm, I'm I did a little digging. I know mm-hmm. you love Capital L, love Marvin Gaye and Aretha Franklin. I'm I just do. Um, my my
2: genre of
1: music is 1969 to like 1977 R&B. Like, that's this my. this called
0: Motown? If you don't know yeah. about this,
1: so. So my dad, uh, you know, when so I grew up in Africa, right? I grew up in Nigeria. And so my dad, uh, like when we first got a CD player, right? He just went out and got this this Motown collection and then this R&B collection and this soul collection. And that's really just what I grew up listening to because we had no other CDs. He could afford like nine CDs and all of them were this genre of music. Um, so, so that is my jam, like Smokey Robinson, Gladys Knight, Marvin Gaye, Aretha Franklin. You know, that's who I love.
0: Okay, three out of the four people you just named came from Detroit. So yeah. I want to, I want to say this, mm-hmm. and this is, I, I don't know what your schedule looks like. I know you're going to be here very soon. Yeah. If you have a couple of hours to kill, you may want to go to the Motown Museum. All right. Just, okay. Just to say you did. And I know I sound a bit of like a Homer here, but here's, <laughs> no, where, here's where it gets interesting being here. We hear it so much that it's, it's kind of like second nature to us and we always go for yeah. something else. But to a person who has, not, and I've seen this with my own experiences, whether it be my family or people who just plain don't live here, friends who come in and stuff like that. When they come here and they go to like the Motown Museum or they see things such as that, and they get a chance to like stand in a place where all of this stuff um, happened, which is like secondhand to us. Like I drive past it at least twice a week personally. And when you go there, you're just kind of like, oh my God. And there's like a change. I don't want to, not a bad change. It's just sort of like you become a fanboy again. So for a person, and this is just- I think I may have lost you, man. All right, what about that. now? Can you hear me? We're good. I'm going to just keep talking. What about now? How's the internet? I got five bars over here. So what about you? You're good? Beer? Still here? Hello? Hi. I think you're still here. You froze on me. Froze on me a bit. I have to do some massive better than... Oh, here he is. Here he is. All right. You back? All right, you back.
1: I'm back. I'm back.
0: I don't know what happened. I guess it just froze, <laughs> it being what it is. But what I was saying, I was talking about the change.
1: Yes, you said there's
0: a change when, you, when, when you're standing there. There's a change. Yeah when, you, yeah. yeah, when you're standing there, you get a chance to listen to the music or what have you, mainly because you get a chance to get in touch with that music again. In your mm-hmm. case, since you were a little kid. I only assume, and I'm not talking about school here, since you're doing everything over and it seems like you want to do the grind and essentially mm-hmm. start over on a new level again. Wouldn't it be cool to start off as I don't know a fan? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and and also, what I you know, who was I talking to about this? I was talking to somebody about this, but I think like R and B or just like Motown or soul music, you know, like Indians identify with with it a lot because it has um, more melodic like musicality than the average music. Yes, you know. So yes. I think. The the two genres of music that just, I I feel like genetically we relate to more because of like Bollywood and and our music and and our culture is like, I think R&B, soul, and then country music. Because even country music is is heavily musical, you know, heavily,
0: you know, so I, I think that just appeals to Indian ears very well. Yes, because here's another thing for a person who may not have grown up with that music. Mm -hmm. All all the genres you name tells a story. Yeah. So I have to not only listen to the music, but this music has to convey me into the thought of the artist itself. Mm -hmm. I find that to be super ironic listening to to, to who I'm talking to, for a person who uses their genre of speaking out to maybe convey some thoughts that not exactly that everyone has. Yeah, yeah. So with that said, I know we're getting, we're getting to it. We're getting towards, um, we actually went a little bit over our normal interview time, but when I'm talking to you, it just flies right past, man. Right. This is just cool. Learning more and you're welcome back anytime. But as a person who's been through what you're doing mm-hmm. and you, have you've had many streams of this, what advice would you give to like new comedians who not necessarily Indian or not necessarily just new comedians who may be looking for their thing to find a way as a person who may be doing it again? I, um look, anything uh, that I say should be prefaced with the
1: fact that I'm 14 years in. So compared to most people who we idolize or most pe- people who we think are amazing at comedy, I'm very much a baby. I'm like at half their stage time. You know, so I, I think I'll be a different comedian next year than I am this year. You know, I'm, a, I'm not certainly senior enough to be doling out heavy amounts of advice, but I uh, I should know you within two minutes of your comedy. That's something that I think is important. You know, we've all got jokes about true crime or, or the world or the war or politics, but is there something that you can throw in there when you get on stage where I feel like I know a little bit about you. You've let me into your a window into your personality or your soul, or your upbringing, or your house, Uh, because then you can take me anywhere, and I feel like we know each other, so I'll go with you, So that's one, so let the audience get to know you um, up top, Uh, I think allow yourself imperfections, allow yourself mistakes, and most of us get into comedy, because we idolize someone, we're a super fan of someone, like for me, that's Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Eddie Izzard, right? These are my top three comics of all time. Um, Try to listen to them, but in equal parts, try and listen to yourself and not be them. Because I think that's a big mistake that young comics, myself certainly, we're just doing Richard Pryor or we're just doing George Carlin uh, at some point. And it's because you don't listen to yourself back enough. So listen to yourself a lot, like really record your sets, keep re-listening to them so that you can figure out if you're doing, like, tributes or if you're doing you.
0: It makes sense. That makes sense. And, Veer, um, thank you so much for just joining the podcast. Veer Das is the Wanted Tour. He's coming to Royal Oak, uh, Michigan, um, the 17th. Um, You know what? Plug away, Veer. Where can they find you? Where can they see you? Instagrams, all of that. That's all you. Go ahead
1: good lord Oh, i will i'll have to remember it all but um okay so i'm coming to to michigan to the royal oak theater there are i think like 25 tickets left so you you want to get them uh, uh really soon it's veerdas on instagram the veerdas on twitter not because i'm arrogant but because veerdas was taken so i had to add <laughs> like the the and it's in is my website and you can find me there
0: veer thank you so much for just kicking thank it you, with man. us hey I know we had a couple bumpy rides, but I'm glad we was able to do this. And this All was this was this was excellent. And you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, so I appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. All, All right. Thank you. you. You have a great day. Bye. bye. All right. Bye.
1: My name is Veer Das. I'm from Bombay in India. Has anybody ever been to India? Well, if you haven't been, you must go because your jobs have. But uh, before I start telling jokes, I should clarify something, guys. I have an Indian accent. Uh, this is how I talk. I'm not doing a bit. There's no Apu from The Simpsons joke coming up. But give me a little bit of time, my accent will go on you, right? Or just give me, like, four or five generations will be fine. And it's okay to not understand each other. There are things about me that you may not understand, like my accent. There are things about you, America, that I don't understand, like your women. I don't understand American women. I don't understand how you can resist this. Have you tried Indian yet, ladies? Have you tried Indian? Oh, you must. Once you go brown, the other colors let you down. (laughs) There are two Mexicans in the back, like, write this shit down, man. This shit applies to us too, say. No, I apologize. I don't mean to insult Mexicans. I'm just a comedian. I'm not your president. Everybody's complaining too much. You have to work this out, guys. Everybody's like, ma'am, we didn't choose this guy. Now we got to live with him. We didn't vote for this guy. Now we got to live with him. To you Americans, that's a president. To most Indians, that's a marriage. That's what Donald Trump is. He's your arranged marriage, ladies and gentlemen. Because in the most literal sense, your parents picked this guy out for you. But it's a good time to be Indian in the world. Not the best time to be brown, but if you're going to be brown, Indian is the best brown. (laughs) Think about where all the other brown people on the planet come from. Indians, we are the top of that food chain. (laughs) Indians, we are the white people of brown people. (laughs) Because when we get shot, there's an investigation, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not worried about hate crime. I'm Hindu. If you murder me, I get karma. I'll come back as Beyonce, all right? (laughs) And there's religious phobia because I believe that the world is changing and religion can't keep up. I feel like we need to update every major religion in the world. Just take every religion and give it to the company Apple. (laughs) Every six months, Apple can update and relaunch the religion to the world. How nice would that be? That's what we need. We need Islam 6S, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We need Jesus Pro. You would slow terrorism down. Can you imagine how much you would slow terrorism down if every time some nut job wanted to commit a jihad, you first had to sign a new online agreement with Apple. (laughs) So first you had to get a jihad ID. Then you had to sync all your bombs in your devices to the same jihad ID. (laughs) Except that one bomb didn't work with the old version of iTunes, and now you have to download the new version of iTunes. And you're all set to go up to heaven and get 72 virgins, but your iCloud only holds six virgins, so now you have to
2: upgrade.
1: (laughs) My favorite part of that joke is just Android users going, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs) But this is my dream, ladies and gentlemen, to be in America. Not for comedy, just breakfast. (laughs) This is America's greatest achievement that nobody talks about. You have done things with breakfast cereal. That bring tears to the eyes of immigrant children, ladies and gentlemen, they do. I grew up in a universe of cornflakes. Cornflakes has three active ingredients, corn, flakes, sadness. (laughs) And then you come to America and cereal has like leprechauns and lucky charms and chocolate draculas and unemployed captains (laughs) and a rapist looking tiger. Because what was the concept of cereal? It was get milk into kids. Make milk interesting for kids. What God did with breasts, America did with breakfast cereal. So enjoyable. You don't appreciate your American luxury. I went to your supermarket the other day. You have an aisle for cereal. An aisle for cereal. You're complaining about a president? You have an aisle for cereal. It is 60 feet by 10 feet. That's 600 square feet. In Bombay, that's a school, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's my time. Thank you so much. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> hey, fantastic. You, that was fantastic.
2: Beardas, Das, ladies and gentlemen.
0: So there you have it. Some more comedy from my man, Beard Das. Please check him out. If you are in the metro Detroit area, check him out. He's going to be at the Royal Oak Music Theater starting on the 17th of March. Or, if you are a part of this, go check out the Wanted Tour. It is veerdas.in, as in India. He can do all of that stuff. Check him out. Verdas is awesome. Man, I love this interview. And we got some more comedy. I want to end this podcast with the uh two India sketch. Even though we talked about it a little bit, I want you guys to hear it so you know why it got my attention and why it can be seen as controversial, or whatever. But Verdas, man, he is unscathed, and while we are on it. It made me a believer It made me love this guy A little bit more So check it out That's going to be at the end of this podcast But since we're checking out stuff I want you To check out my buddies At the My Worst Holiday Podcast It's a storytelling podcast Yo we get deep over here But they are all Storytelling You want to check them out Those are some good brothers over there Mark Mark Man, Stasi, man, 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 that's what you want. So check them out at the My Worst Holiday Podcast. Check them out. Now, there's another podcast I want to check out. And I got to square up with them because we have had a few people over here and we got to be on our best behavior. We got to be nice. We had company over. And I gotta say nice things about them. And the reason I gotta say nice things about them, because these are my friends. That's the act Only podcast with Bash and Z. Look, hey, guys, Bash and Z are my friends. And we go, we go, man, when this crossover podcast happened, we're going to square some stuff up, but those are my buddies. I want to give a shout out. To my man AJ, who got the best lawn in the business and the unflappable. You got it. Unflappable DJ and 80. That's my man. A hundred grand, that's my man. But when it comes down to Bash and Z, you can always check them out every week at the Act Accordingly Podcast with Bash and Z. Those are my friends. I love them. It don't feel like it sometimes, but I love those guys. So we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it rolling. But please check them out. Whatever podcast service you subscribe to, please subscribe to the Actical Only Podcast with Bash and Z. And they really should put DJ Made and, and AJ in this. But that's that's not, you know, that's more of a critique from me. But Act Only Podcast with Bash and Z. Now with that said. What I am going to do, I'm going to play the two India sketch that we talked about in this podcast that had a little um, riff. That's the word I want to use, but it made everybody better to some degree. So if you heard that interview, you know what, you know, you know, you heard what it is in. But everything according to the Just Talking With Sam podcast can be found at SamShowNation.com. Your home for everything related to Just Talking With Sam podcast is all found at SamShowNation.com. And on top of that, everything can be found at SamShowNation.com. Just Talking With Sam, no G in talking. On Facebook, Instagram, Just Talking With Sam at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, comments. Everything that, you know, you maybe want to answer it's right there at just talking with Sam at gmail.com or just talking with Sam. No and Talking on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you want to talk to me personally, you can reach out to me at SamShow Eleven on Twitter. Or samshownation.com. You're home for everything related to the podcast. So we're going to end with that. Check out my buddies. Check out my man, Beard Doss, on a wanted tour coming to a city near you. And we will talk to you next week. I will see you guys shortly. Uh, actually, next week. I will see you guys next week. Peace out, y'all.
1: I I wanted to try something since you all, uh, you know, you, you, this is a, a moment for me. So, at, uh Is it okay if I make a small video with you guys before I leave? Would that be all right, yeah? We are at the Kennedy Center in Washington DC. We are sold out. Did you have a good time tonight guys? The temptation in this moment is to make a video about myself and I don't want to do that because I'm reminded that I come from India. I come from which India? I come from two Indias Those are the Indias that I bring on stage with me right now I come from an India where children in masks hold hands with each other and yet I come from an India where leaders hug each other without masks I come from an India where the AQI is 9000 but we still sleep on the roof and look up at the stars I come from an India where we worship women during the day and gang rape them at night I come from an India where we claim to be divided over Bollywood on Twitter and yet are united by Bollywood in the darkness of a theater. I come from an India where we scoff at sexuality and yet fuck till we reach a billion people. <laughs> I come from an India where journalism is supposedly dead because men in fancy suits in studios give each other hand jobs and yet women on the road with laptops are still telling the truth. I come from an in India where we bleed blue every time we play green, but every time we lose to green, we turn orange all of a sudden. <laughs> I come from an in India where we laugh so loudly in the comfort of our own homes that you can hear us through the walls and yet I come from an in India where we break down the walls of a comedy club because you can hear laughter inside. I come from an India where old leaders will not stop talking about their dead fathers and young leaders will not stop following their living mothers. I come from an India that has the largest working population under 30 on the planet but still listens to 75 year old leaders with 150 year old ideas. I come I come from an India where every time we get information, we are always available to care for the PM but we can't seem to get any information on PM cares. I come from an India where we kicked out the British but yet we call the government the ruling party. I come from an India where women wear sarees and sneakers and yet have to take advice from old men who have never worn a saree and will never get to take one off in their entire lives. I come. I come from an India where our music is both hard but our sentiments are both soft. I come from an India where people sleep outside on the road outside the club but man 20 times a year the road is the club. I come from an India where we take pride in being vegetarians and let run over the farmers who grow our vegetables. I come from an India where we claim to fully support the troops until it comes to their pension plans. I come to an India where we can never be on time, no matter where we go, but yet we are always early on the CoWIN website for some reason. I come from an India where we have maids and drivers and yet want to come to America to do their job. I come from an India that self serves, and I come from an India that self preserves, I come from an India that will not shut up and yet I come from an India that will not speak up. I come from an India that will accuse me of airing out dirty laundry and yet I come from an India that wears their heart on their sleeve irrespective of how dirty their clothes are. I come from an India that tells me every single day to go to Pakistan and yet I also come from an India that invites Pakistanis over every single day. If only to whoop their ass on a cricket field. I come... I come from an India that is going to watch this and say, this isn't stand-up comedy. Where is the goddamn joke? And yet, I come from an India that will watch this and know that there is a gigantic joke. It just isn't funny. I come from an India where children living in basements and writing on comment sections have more courage than men in skyscrapers. I come from an India that is Hindu and Muslim and Christian and Sikh and Parsi and Jew. And when we all look up at the sky, we only see one thing together, the price of petrol. (laughs) I leave you tonight and I go back to that India. Which India do I go back to, both of them? Which India am I proud of? One of them. (laughs) Which India is proud of me? None of them. I wanted to do this because we're at the Kennedy Center. You know, this is a dream for an artist. It's been mine for a very long time. And the reason it's a dream is because you get to see great people here. You get to see greatness on this stage. And this whole room was built for a great man in his memory. But as I stand here before you, I'm reminded that I represent a great people. Great people who built a great thing that is turning into a memory. And I know that you believe in that India, like I believe in that India, because I see it in your eyes, and you are in this room tonight. So before I leave your country, I will leave this stage. And I will put the camera on you, and you make some noise for the India you want to live in, because I promise you that this is the Kennedy Center, but tonight this is our fucking house. So make some noise for (laughs) India.
2: Thank you.